0: Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Hey, Brad, welcome back to today's episode of Blue Collar BS. How are we doing today?
1: We are fantastic, Mr. Doyle. We are absolutely amazing.
0: I mean, it's a frigid, you know, two degrees here in Michigan. It's fantastic. Loving it.
1: It's a choice. You get to decide where you live, my friend. Remember that. Well,
0: technically, yeah, I guess I do.
1: You get that decision. And I love it.
0: And I love it. Cold is beautiful, and I love it.
1: (laughs) So so it's all good. We get those choices along the way. And um, today... We have an amazing guest coming onto our show. Yeah, who do we got? We have the one, the only, the powerful Christina Harrington. Who is the founder, one of the founding members of an organization called Genalf and they are the one of the world's leading e-commerce leaders for the manufacturing sector. Christina and I go way back. She's a colleague, a friend, a former coworker back to our Busiris and Cat days. Uh, We share horror stories. We share growth opportunities (laughs) together. We share lots of things. And (laughs) I am just very excited to have her on the show today to share that experience of how she is seeing the manufacturing sector change. Because typically we don't have technology companies on. We usually have manufacturing people. And this will be an interesting play to see how that comes out. So, Chris, thank you for being on the show. I'm so excited to have you here.
2: Oh, I am. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on with you guys. I think we share blood. I mean, if we think about the wars and the battles we've been through in our old manufacturing days, we absolutely share some blood, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, there were some There were some battles along the way, for sure. <laughs> we, we, we went from, you know, a heavy manufacturer to, hey, we're going to be an auto company to, oh, we're going to do this and then to a cat acquisition and lots of fun and frolic
2: oh yeah well, all awesome. the growing years
1: yep absolutely and i would not trade them for anything
2: that's right me too
0: that's Best awesome memory. that's awesome so chris one of the things that we always ask every one of our guests first question we ask is which generation are you with from birth based on birth year
1: Not your cloning year. We don't care what you're cloning year. year.
0: Not not what Brad always likes to call me as the the Gen X millennial.
2: (laughs) I am from birth a Gen X, Generation X. Yes. Absolutely. And I think it's true and true for me In, in life and from birth. I still... Uh, you can see people listening can't see this. You still have my notebook back here where I take notes. I I can't help it. I have to have my notes. I reference my notes frequently that were handwritten because that's where I can remember anything that, right? that's been truly communicated to me that I should have stored. So
1: <laughs> should have stored <laughs> yeah. keywords should have stored.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So as you've gone through your career, Chris, how have you seen, even in your own business, how have you seen the transition as we go through generational shift in the, in the workforce and even the leaders you might be dealing with could be younger than what we're, what we've been accustomed to. How have you seen from your perspective, things change for the good or the worse?
2: I think the most significant thing I'm seeing, and I'll talk mostly about the partners that we work with, so therefore the manufacturers that we're supporting and helping grow. Certainly, the baby boomers are exiting fast at all levels of the organization, and that's creating a knowledge gap, Uh, and since we work with both uh, mostly B2B companies, What's happening is that the manufacturer is losing those people with that tribal knowledge and their customer base, who is that B2B, the equipment owner, operator, maintainer, uh, you know, that includes dealerships and others. Their teams are also losing baby boomers with tribal knowledge. So it's it's just a fact, you know, that that that's that exit is creating a gap in what information is truly accessible to the rest of the organization. Because uh, as we know, baby boomers, and you've talked a lot about them on their show, a lot of their knowledge was stored in their head on sticky notes in spreadsheets. It, But it was there you go. It, it was theirs, right? It wasn't in a common place where people had access to it. It was, it was their
1: information, not the company's information.
2: That's right. Um, Now they built it over years of working for that company. uh, And, and, you know, they're beloved by those companies and the, you know, the manufacturing customers that do business with them. They know them by name, right? I I call Bob, Bob knows the answer. I can ask him about a a question about a, a piece of equipment that's, 10 years old, and he can rattle off the part numbers to the engine, the the brake systems, and you know, but he-
1: 751, would keep... 751 304s, dash That's 01s. Right. Those were the, uh, pinion, the the gears for the dragline motors.
2: That's right. <laughs> and, <man>. you know, <laughs> what's <laughs> happening is that millennial, millennials have been in the workforce for a while, but the transfer of knowledge hasn't fully taken place. And mostly because The systems haven't been put in place in order to capture the information that these baby boomers uh, have have learned through their life, you know, because they do stay with, you know, historically, they have stayed with a company for a, a very long time. Most of their career could be captured from from the one company that that they they built their career with. So millennials are behind them that. That transfer of knowledge hasn't shared uh, been shared, and as they continue to exit, they have to find ways to attract your your Gen Z, so to bring that next generation in. And we're finding that many of the companies that that we work with, they're just not sure how to attract them yet. So that's what we're that's what we're finding.
1: The good thing is we have a show to talk about that.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so send them our way, send them down the show path, right? Cause, cause they got to get out of their own way. Most, most of the cases to do that attraction.
2: That's right. It, you know, they, they're talking about it. I think that's, that's the good news, especially those that are making the shift to digital. You know, when you, you think about tools that we offer they recognize, so the ones that are taking action and building a digital solution for both their customers and their internal users, it is to help with that attraction. It is to document and store data in one safe place for both customers and stakeholders to come back to. Uh, And that's going to be key in attracting this next generation workforce.
0: So what do you, when you're working with your with your clients. Um obviously you're in the tech space, they're in the manufacturing space. What are some of the key things that they're kind of seeing that may attract Gen Zs into their workspace?
2: Well, certainly the things that do attract them is good paying jobs with flexibility, right? I think um we we've heard that a lot. But then the tools to help them do their job well from the beginning. Uh, I I was really lucky when I came into a manufacturing environment because I had all these people around me that had time to spend with me. So if I was brave enough to go sit with the engineering department and ask questions, they would take the time to answer those questions. If I sat with purchasing
1: Dave Lang, yep, was that gentleman would give so much of his time. He was such an amazing man. Um, I told him, I don't know how many times I'd sit in his office, we'd talk through a project and like, Dave, how do you, you're going to forget more than I'll ever learn in my entire life because, but he'd sit there and take the time to explain it and give you the why and he'll remember all, I mean, he was, yeah, we were blessed to have that opportunity.
2: That's right. Um, and you could sit with them. And these people were all baby boomers. You know, the people that I sat with and learned from, they, they were the of the baby boomer generation. They, they would talk to you, but you had to ask them questions, right? And then they would give you the answers. They were going to seek you out. You had to go seek them out. Now, today, again, those people are absent. So where is the information to help the Gen Z do their job better? How do they service the customer better? How do they make sure that they're able to easily achieve their own goals? How do they grow inside the organization if they don't have access to information quickly and easily? So um, the companies that start creating that is really key. And as we think about remote workers, Uh, as well, because many jobs, when you you are going to offer flexibility, that might mean you're working from home two days a week, and three days a week, you're going into the office. Well, when I'm at home working as a Gen Z for two days a week, where do I go to, again, access all that great information? Again, I was showing up to an office every day, and I could just go stand at people's desk and talk to them and ask the question, you lose that so you have to start looking at your internal solutions you know your systems let's talk about you know leveraging all of these different siloed systems that uh, have happened when you've got cad systems in engineering you've got the erp system that is is basically used by every department but it's not necessarily understood how to go get information from the ERP for all these various different departments. You've got PIM systems, you've got CRM systems. So where is the collective information to help that Gen Z be successful? That's where the companies that are having a vision for how to solve that, I think, are finding ways to attract new talent because they can talk to these systems that they have in place that are going to help them be successful in their career.
1: Agreed, right? Building the infrastructure for them to to leverage the way they've learned, how they've been educated and, and taught since a very young age is really, really important. And the Gen Alpha behind it is even going to be significantly more dependent upon that tactile touch to a phone or, or a laptop or to a screen of some sort, talking to people, what? Nice.
0: No, 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 it's all going to be avatar-based yeah oh that's true you're gonna live in you're gonna live in meta that's it (laughs) well
1: well, so there i i had a client meeting earlier today this week and he had just bought an oculus yeah he goes has you he goes have you ever put one of those on i said nope i have no desire or
0: intention because amazing um he's like
1: this is like crack almost for different games for different things and like wow so, wait to,
0: wait till your work environment you're sitting in your you're sitting in your chair you put it on and now you're in a virtual manufacturing and you're actually moving equipment based on everything in a virtual environment you're actually moving it on the shop floor just wait because it's coming buddy Woo!
1: <laughs> industry 6.0 right yep. <laughs> well
2: and I, think, I, I think you guys are bringing up some great points here because even the companies who are bringing Uh, the younger generation in and saying to them, we want you to help us change our organization. Take your ideas that you're getting from using your Oculus and take the ideas that you have learned uh, recently as you've come out of school and, and you think about how to do business in different ways. We want you to help us change the way we're doing business. And if you give them that idea at the outset that they're there to help with the change then they might be for more more forgiving of what currently exists in the organization as you work to to effect that change so i think some of the, even the autonomy to say hey we want to take risks and do things differently and we need your help to do that and, and give them a little autonomy to to right. try things
0: yeah that the autonomy is huge though because that's where most people are too scared. Gen Gen X's, Boomers are a little scared. Not gonna lie, we're a little scared to let. Whoa, 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 Steve! You're not go. part of the. You're not in the week. Okay, you there. stop this! You stop that! You already know. Yes, you know. <laughs> we're not in the millennial group here.
1: No, we aren't. Chris and I aren't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We've made that very clear.
0: Yeah, you have made that very clear. <laughs> But, you know, when we circle back to it, you know, the the reluctance to give someone the autonomy also holds true for Gen X, the boomers, as I just mentioned, but also some of the older millennials, that's not me, um, also have some of that as they were brought up in the more Gen X and the boomer side. While we say we'd like to have them have the autonomy, we really need to be able to support that across the organization to provide them true autonomy to do the things that we brought them in to do
1: mm-hmm. well, and so here's one of the issues though with that autonomy right so think about well steve you have younger children right
2: mm-hmm. how much of
1: how much of their day is scheduled
0: uh just going to school getting up and going to school after that i got a bunch of slugs they like to lay on the couch
1: okay well then you you might not be in right but that's not <laughs> that that's somewhat normal but not necessarily the the majority potentially.
0: I, I, no, I know. Right. And I, I have a lot of, uh, my daughter has a lot of friends, like all their times are like scheduled down to minutes. And it's like, if you don't get out the door by four Oh five, we're not going to make the next appointment at four 30, like or it's late, just not, right. not or later, whatever it is. Yeah.
1: So how do you provide autonomy to an, to a group of individuals who have been scheduled pretty much from age 7 6 till they got out of college or left high school right mm-hmm. so that whole autonomy piece and of how do you provide them the autonomy when they aren't accustomed to freedom from being able to do that within an environment where there's an expected output that's a very hard uh-huh. hard thing to transmit and create and i guess do you have any ideas or thought chris on cuz you, you have a very diverse uh, workforce in your organization, right? Across the different generations. And I believe uh, you're one of your latest folks from the marketing side there, I believe in the Gen Z category, right? How have you been able to provide that him the autonomy to do what he's been doing and, and be successful at it?
2: Yeah, it's, it's a, I appreciate the question because as you guys were talking, that's exactly what I went to. I have two Gen Z in my marketing team, Uh, They they were hired on full-time after being interns first. And I will tell you that I personally don't like to micromanage, right? I I like to set the vision. We have goals. We we, we hold people accountable for what we're trying to accomplish. And then as they need, I'm there to support them, to help them achieve those goals. So uh, coming back to me regularly to get whatever, help them overcome whatever obstacles in the way. What I found is that when I leave Gen Z's alone in the beginning, they don't know what to do because right. they haven't been taught, right? They mm-hmm. they truly haven't. So I had, so I, I failed as the leader in the beginning, I wasn't spending enough time with them, helping them to, to truly understand what the expectations of the organization were, or even uh, what my expectations were. So when I, ended up making a change and I scheduled more time with them. And I uh, constructively went through whatever we were going to create as our marketing campaign or make changes to our marketing. They began to understand first more what we do as a business, how to articulate our business. Uh, I also encouraged them to be creative because I'm not, I don't call myself the marketing ah, person.
1: Stop it, Chris, oh. stop it stop but, it you know
2: hey they're hired they train that's their <laughs> role I, I you know I'm still learning how to have that creative mindset but they have it so I encourage them that's where they can take that uh, time I'm investing with them they can turn it into more they can turn it into better. And I will tell you after I've spent more time with them and then we keep talking through that we make corrections. I have had to spend less time because they've changed. They understand now. They they understand the expectation. They understand their freedom. They understand their role versus my role in, in that relationship of creating uh, in that marketing space. So um, in some way, we have to teach them. Uh, naturally, they're not coming in always knowing. They come with a certain skill set that we want to leverage that strength but we've got to teach them the business aspect of things.
1: D, and you thought all that situational leadership stuff that Norm taught us was wasted.
2: <laughs>
1: That's 100% that problem, right? It's that situational awareness that you got to teach first and set those expectations and go forward. And uh, kudos to you for, for recognizing it and getting, getting value out of that versus watching them get frustrated and exit and then go through the whole hiring process over again and go, oh, what do I got to do differently?
2: I mean, they're magnificent, so I certainly don't want to take anything away from, from them. They're teaching me too. Uh, as you bring new generations into your business, you have to learn how to learn together, to work together. So uh, I think they're fantastic assets to our organization, and we're only getting better because we're working through these processes.
0: So if somebody was to walk up to you, maybe after listening to the show and say, hey, what what would be like the one thing that each generation can do to help support gen z in the workplace can you break it down by each generation to say boomers if you could work with gen z in this way this is what i see could make a big difference gen x this way do you got any suggestions like that
1: that's a great question for a great person i like that question i like that a lot because i know she's gonna nail it i know she's gonna nail it
2: Oh, great! Expectations are high. Uh, you know, I have you I listened to the you, show, Chris? I thought about it a lot, <laughs> but let's try it. Let's just try it. We're winging it today. All right. I think for the baby boomers, I would say to Gen Z, give them your time. They need to have patience with them. They, uh, you know, and that that would include baby boomers with the millennials as well. Um, you know, they. They do think differently and they do behave differently. They just have come up in different worlds. So have your have patience and be ready to educate. Um, ask them where they need help or where they might feel they're falling behind and they can be of help, right? Um, so that's what I would say to, to baby boomers, to Gen Z. Um, millennials to Gen Z, I would say, Ooh.
0: Can't wait to hear this answer. <laughs>
2: that's an that's a interesting one. Um, I would say, you know, put your arm around them and say, let me help you. Like, just take them and show them what you learned because the millennials are right above the Gen Z. Often the millennials are misunderstood. So millennials have already seen, again, I'll go back to the manufacturing space that I'm in. They've already seen how odd it is in there and how sometimes things are still backwards and they're trying to move forward and and all of that. So just wrap your arm around that Gen Z and say, here, let me show you what we've been doing to, to encourage them that things are moving in the right direction and show them where they can help because they probably have the best idea of where they could help and influence. Um, and then I think I skipped over Gen X. to you yourself.
1: You skipped yeah. yourself, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't
2: that natural. Uh-huh. Um, I would say, this is one where I would say, be a good listener. Um, ask a question and let them tell you, ask a thoughtful, open-ended question that's going to get them to talk about where they see the opportunities are and where their friction points are in in doing whatever it is that you've asked them uh, to solve for you. Um, I think listening, uh, a Gen X listening to that is going to help them because the Gen Xers are really, they're the ones moving into those leadership positions now if they're not already holding the bigger titles. And um, they need to be listening to those other generations to help them move their business forward.
1: Those are very good answers.
2: Spot on. So
0: my follow-up question to that would be, so as a Gen Z coming in, what advice, if you're working with them, what advice would we, would we kind of expect from them? So flipping it, flipping the, flipping the question around. So Gen Z's, what advice do you think we could have Gen Z's provide us that would be more engaging with them?
2: Mm, Gen Z's advice to us. Ooh, that's a, That's definitely a role reversal. Um, I think they would say, get off your ass and get moving. I mean, I I think Gen Z sees the future differently than we do. And they want to tell us to get moving. But again, we have to be open to hearing that. What do you think, Brad?
1: That is a true statement. Um, as, As I've been working with the first robotics groups for 10 years, right? And going through watching these Gen Zs come all the way through. Into the workforce, it has been um, letting they they've want to go, they want to go, they want to go, and being the voice of reason to help understand that how to get to the root of a problem versus just solving the symptom, right? And that comes over time and wisdom to be able to go through that and being able to have those meaningful conversations to say, "Whoa, hey, just a second, I hear what you're saying. Is this the problem we're trying to solve?" And getting to that root cause is uh, is very rewarding. And that's another great way to share and transfer that knowledge. But yes, they want to just go a thousand miles an hour. Yep. We'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. Woo. Slow. Right. They want to go fast. We want to go slow. There's a happy medium in there for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What problem are we trying to solve? is something we ask ourselves daily in our business and we ask it up and down the organization. I like the way you frame that too.
1: This has been an awesome conversation. We got a little bit of Steve's cat in there. Don't know if yeah. we'll get that edited out or not, but that's okay. <laughs> right. It's called, working, it's called working from home.
0: It's all Bad? good. She was mad.
1: <laughs> um, so, Chris, if people want to get a hold of you uh, and or Gen Alpha, how do they find you, find your company? Where are, you, where are you hanging out for people to connect with you, et cetera?
2: Yeah, I would say the where we're hanging out and sharing resources and education is on LinkedIn. So you can follow Gen Alpha Technologies. Uh, you can follow me, Christina Harrington. Uh, we also have our website, genalpha.com, uh, where you can catch up on everything that we're putting yeah. out there related to digital commerce and the future of parts support, equipment support uh, in the manufacturing industry.
1: That is spectacular. I'm looking forward to your uh, your new release and your new marketing opportunities that are coming with with, uh, with all your products and innovations. And, and your product really helps connect those generations into the business environment from a, I hate this word, but from an ecosystem perspective. Sure. That's why we wanted to get your perspective on today's show and to hear what you're thinking about from the generations and, and what's happening on your side.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. I think uh, digital transformation can certainly connect the dots between all of these generations and not just internally within a company, but externally to customers as well. So it's the future.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Chris, for being on today's show. Yes, thank you. a lot.
2: You bet. Thank you, guys. It was a fun conversation.
1: All right. Have a uh, great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue collar businesses strong for generations to come.